Let's get to a Friday, and I'm looking forward to this because it's Friday. (laughs) I I love Fridays, and today's payday for us, so that makes it a doubly good Friday. The only thing that would make it better if it was a holiday, but it is not that. But two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf used to say. All right, so uh, yesterday, the uh, Democrats began their uh, dog and pony show. Uh, about what supposedly went down on January 6th. Now, what I find highly interesting is how they're trying to call this a coup. I mean, I've heard hyperbole before. This was a whole lot of hyperbole and then a whole lot of uh, fast editing to make things look like something that they were not. That's exactly what happened. I'll tell you what. Who was the Nazi, the, the the woman who did all the Nazi movies back during World War II? I can't remember her name. That's what this reminded me of, the propaganda that she did and that Goebbels did, uh, you know, for the fascists back then. And I'm not calling the Democrats fascists. What I'm saying is that it's propaganda. It's what it is. And uh, the, the whole thing about it being a, a coup is just beyond the pale. A coup would be if you saw suddenly tanks rolling down the street and the people who were marching on you had the weaponry and the means, like the military backing them, uh, to uh, to overthrow the government. That, that wasn't even close to that kind of a of a of a kind of situation. And it's a one sided affair. Think about. Uh, you know, McCarthy wanted a couple of uh, Republicans on the committee because the uh, the chair said that he could have them. You know, Pelosi said he, he he could have them. And what happened? She said, "No, not those two. Here, I'll, I'll give you the two that you can have." And 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 told him who he could put on uh, the committee. One Kinzinger is not even going to run for reelection is from Illinois and definitely is more of a Democrat than he is a Republican. And Liz Cheney, who has lost a chain on her bicycle and has totally gone off of the the reservation. Dave, I'll go even further than you have, and that's a rare occasion indeed. And that is, you said, well, I'm not calling the Democrats fascists. I'm not calling the Democrats fascists all the time. But if you think that the Democrats aren't Often fascists. Well, I, and I know you do, by the way. Yes, that you agree with me. Look, w- look what the Democrats do in two circumstances. One is they've entirely made up the English language now, right? Insurrection. It's a coup. A coup. Yeah. It was. It was a a, a, a riot at best. By the way, at, a at small best. riot right. at that. that. That's indeed. it. Wasn't anything like what went on during the summer of 2020. That's right. It wasn't what happened. I didn't see. In ha- Minnesota, I didn't right? see any kind of buildings on fire. That's exactly anything. right. Um, so, remember, of course you do, that we're law enforcement uh, 
favoring types and law and order favoring types. So certainly these folks, uh, those who went in against directions to stay out, and that's not everyone, by the way, uh, they're trespassing. Uh, if those, those people that uh, stole things, uh, they're guilty of theft. But this was a low level, I'm going to say it again, a low level, uh, sm- like you say, small riot or there's another word I'm looking for, I'm struggling, you know. But Demonstration? But, yes, but, <laughs> but I'm talking about some sort of illegal behavior. Yeah. It's kind of a, a, you know, a moderately petty uh, attack, uh, which nonetheless, if I were a cop there and these guys are trespassing, I'd arrest them. And if they were violent, I'd hit them with my billy club. But the point is insurrection. Think about that word. It means to overthrow the government. Oh, yeah. Well, just because you're in a government, government building doesn't mean you're overthrowing the government. That's right. Well, you, you mean the, 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 there's no police el- elsewhere? There's no uh, law and order elsewhere? To overthrow a government, you must you know, chop the head of the snake off. None of that's happening. You think they could pass new laws, give new edicts? None of that. It's so disingenuous. So when you say, well, excuse me, the left is, uh, I'm not saying the Democrats are fascists. You know what I'm saying? They are sometimes. Well, I'll say that they're propagandists. Exactly. Big time propagandists. I wish I could remember that lady's name. I mean, seriously, if you watch some of her films uh, from Germany. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. uh, During the World War II era. And and just before, as she was selling Adolf Hitler's fascism to the right. German people, right? It, it was a lot like what you saw last night. You know, the, this was a big Star Chamber production last night. Oh, if you don't know what a Star Chamber it. is, look it up. But I'm just telling you, that's what it was. I mean, it was only one side presenting the facts that they wanted to present, and that was it. So if you want to buy into that. Uh, that's fine with me. Here's here's what they were trying to do. They know the midterms are coming up. They know they're going to get slaughtered in the midterms now. I mean, all the all of the polling shows it. So they're doing everything they can. They're doing it like a magician. Watch my left hand, but don't watch my right hand of what's going on and how I'm pulling this trick off. Or don't pay attention to the camera angle that we're using or the words that we're using, things of that nature. And then secondly, and I think this is the biggest thing that uh, they're trying to do, they want you not to pay attention to what's going on in your own country. They don't want you to pay attention to 499 gasoline. They don't. I mean, there's no way you can't. You got to fill up your car. You go to fill up your car. Yesterday, I filled up. First time I've ever paid $68 to fill up my car. I told you last time I was on. Over $100 for you. $100. I called Joe of Joe's Garage. He's my mechanic, as you likely know. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine said, I had said to a friend, I want, I would have liked, I like my truck to be a little bit higher. He goes, well, you can put a lift kit or a leveling kit on. It's not that expensive. Want to give up some gas mileage? That's what Joe said to me. Joe said, you want to do that now? He said, you're going to lose two miles per gallon. I said, I'm not going to do it now. (laughs) I mean, that was it. I didn't know that. Makes sense. I didn't know that. Makes sense. So, so you got, you got high gas prices. You go to the store 
And when where you used to pay a hundred dollars and maybe you had four bags full of groceries, now you pay a hundred dollars and you maybe have two and a half bags. Yeah, all right, right, if oh. you're lucky. Oh yeah. And then la- and that's if you're not buying meat. And then last but not least, if you have a child that you have to feed formula, there's none to be had. Think about that. It's amazing. The, the supply chain problems, right. uh, all the things that are going on, that's what they don't want you to pay attention to. And that is the direct methodology of propaganda. Of course it is. Just get your mind off of it or to spin it in such a way as you think that it's not really happening. Of course. So don't, belo- but, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. I mean, you see it every day when you go by at a gas station. That's right. That's right. No, it's really, it's really a horror show uh, in terms of the economy right now. Oh, and Lord there's no question that what the Democrats are doing uh, is entirely political theater. And here's the thing. So you mentioned Liz Cheney, for example, a moment ago. Oh. And, of course, the New York Times, said, well, <clears throat> she's one of the few that's willing to stand up. She's a political grandstander, and she uh, uh, and her father never liked Trump and they see this as a, their opportunity to get back at him. Remember, they, uh, the, the Cheneys are, are part of the Bush dynasty, and they, uh, the whole Bush dynasty was very mad at Trump for beating, <clears throat> what's the other uh, Bush? I forget the name, yeah, Jeb, Jeb, right? Yeah. Uh, they didn't like how... Uh, how he did it. Right, how he did it, and that he did it, because the Bush dynasty remains uh, uh, convinced that they are somehow entitled. And that's exactly why I would never vote they for another Bush. They thought what happened in Texas in the last uh, primary, and uh, they couldn't get rid of Paxson. Paxson right. got one. Right. Hands down and one. Paxson is, is, is solid, by the way. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah. So this is exactly uh, uh, um, the, the kind of retribution politics that we've come to expect. Uh, and so I don't uh, see them as vanguards of anything other than their own political benefits. Well, for her to st- sit up there last night and say, you know, Donald Trump will be gone sometime in the future, but you will have to live with your dishonor for the rest of your life. Stuff it, woman. Well, it's such. Let me tell you, and, and I can't say it on on the radio, but I tell you where to put it. Right. In fact, put it where the sun don't shine. Right. How's that? It's just transparent grandstand. Oh, you're so noble, please. Wasn't she the one that threw her gay sister under the bus yes. when she was running for office? Yep. So it's like, you know, uh, your high-mindedness uh, seems to be one-sided, of course, which is often the case yeah, for well, politicians. Anyway, yeah. that's all I have to say about what went down last night. Now, you're going to hear a lot more, but they won't be prime time at least. That every oh is that right? They're not. That, no. This is the one prime yeah. time airing. That that every network, every social media site promoted this and uh, carried this, except for Fox News. Uh, everybody else carried it, and it's like that tells you a lot right there. Hey, the New York Times, which as I've said. Now, thousands of times on your show, Dave, has become a leftist propaganda rag, and unfortunately, I still read it. But nonetheless, we'll put that incongruity aside for the moment. Uh, had an article, Fox News not going to cover it. Why is that a concern? Every other outlet's yeah, covering it. Everybody else has got it. So, How many times did Trump speak and Fox covered it, but nobody else exactly. did? Exactly. And was that an article in the New York Times? Of course not. There you go. Of course not. There you, go. you know, it's a daisy chain. 
there's another reference to that, but I won't use it on the air. But that's exactly what's going on with the media. Just hypocrisy. Yeah. I can't stand the hypocrisy. It's terrible. Yep. It's ter- It makes me – now that breaks my heart and right. that – Makes as, me as feel a, bad because that's what I studied to become yeah, was a uh, an unbiased reporter. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way that you can be a totally unbiased reporter. Some of your bias is always going to show, but not the way it does now. Yeah. But because we move from objective reporting into, you know, picking up a, some kind of a, a theme that you want to push and getting out and just pushing that theme. Advocacy journalism. That's right. And here's the thing. If you come forward and say I'm an advocacy journalist, that's one thing. But the New York Times still claims to print all the news that's fit to print, right? And, of course, we know that's not the case. Yeah. I think it's all the news that's fit to catch bird poop. Yeah. Well, you know, if if you looked in the New York Times when that guy just the other day uh, was out front of Brett Kavanaugh's house trying to kill him, uh, it wasn't even on the front page electronically of the of the newspaper. And the and Washington it, Post had it on the front page, but it was below the fold. Right, right. Where you can't see it in the machines. Right, right. So, you know, just, yeah, I agree. The hypocrisy is absolutely terrible. All right. Robert is here. Yeah. And, of course, Robert is a law professor over at Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of Bowen Law, which I can probably tell you they're at, they're not. And the school to which it's attached. Chris is not here. He's down in Galveston, Texas. I got a uh, a hit from him early this morning saying he would not be here. He's down red fishing right now, and he said I'll send him. A, he's going to send me a a fish picture. If he sends it to me, I'll post it on my Facebook so you can see it. If you go to my Facebook page this morning, you can see my rating for Dominion, the new Jurassic Park uh, movie. I gave it a solid, a solid B and said it is fun family entertainment, and it was. Uh, my five-year-old enjoyed when the dinosaurs were doing the WWE version of the movie. They, he loved that stuff. Five-year-old Although there was, a, there was a couple pieces of it that he moved out of the seat, came over and sat in Nana's lap. <laughs> he, he got a little too real for him as far as that was concerned. 20 After 6, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They are ready to help you out. One of the best towing services here in the city. Uh, they have, I think, more trucks than anybody else out on the road at any given time, ready to take care of you if you need them, whether it's your car breaking down or your car breaks down and you're towing your 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 camper or maybe you, your car's doing all right but your camper trailer broke down, you know, you got some flat tires or something, they can help you out. They have a couple of pickup trucks I've seen driving around uh, if you need a battery or you need somebody to come out and get you unlocked and, and get you into your car, they can do that as well. All you have to do is call them, 501 888 8849, that's 501-888-8849, and that's East End Towing. All right, back with you. Before I uh, ask uh, Robert to talk about the uh, Supreme Court here in the state, talking about uh, 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 the uh, FOIA Act, uh, I wanted to mention to you there's a runoff election going on up in the Batesville, Pocahontas area. Now, our signal doesn't get up there, but I know a lot of you listen on the Internet. 
and then you come back and you pay attention to the if you don't hear the show or see the show when we do it you go back and watch it because we post it uh Peyton is taking on Sturch up there uh that's the runoff uh, because there was a third candidate that was involved and they took uh, a few percentage points and it was enough to keep both of Sturch and Peyton from getting to 50 percent but Peyton beat Sturch, all right, if it was a head-to-head matchup. So they're looking for people that go knock uh, doors. If you've got the time, uh, they've got to work for you. So not only that, you know, give them a call because we need to get rid of Sturge. Oh, he's got to go. And it's more equally, let's say, as important for those listeners who are in that district. Remember, you voted once. Now you got to vote again. Yeah, and, you got to go out and vote and again. If you didn't vote, you still can vote in the runoff. Yes. So if you are conservative and you live up in the district, I don't know what number it is offhand, but it's the one in which John Payton is running to be the new. It's the one that Linda Collins Smith used to have. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and John Payton is a solid conservative. Sturch is not. Uh, I've seen him in action in the education. I'm committee. not sure what he is. Well, now that you know, I just spoke to a state senator yesterday who reminded me that uh, Conduit put out a video where Sturch is voting against the bill that would have curtailed or did curtail critical race studies, oh, critical yeah. race theory. He kept so, it from passing out of committee. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Sturch is the one. Oh, he, st- he, he kept he it. He killed from it. He killed the yeah, bill that would have stopped. It. That's to be correct. clear, would have stopped CRT. That was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, from the House, that was uh, Mark Lowry's bill. Could, yeah. Right. Mark was very strong on the issue. Yeah. And, and is very strong on the issue. That's right. And so Sturch is uh, pro-critical race studies, pro-critical race theory, which is leftist Marxist propaganda, as we know. Uh, and so uh, there's no way that someone who votes for critical race studies, critical race theory, as did Sturch, can call himself a conservative. He does, but there's no way that, they, that yeah, he can do it he'll say he is, right. but his votes prove otherwise 100% that's all you got to look at look at the votes they prove otherwise so don't fall for his uh, his song and dance that he does you know he does a little soft shoe throws a little sand on the ground <laughs> he dances around and gets you a vote for him don't it's, go for it it's rampant right all of these rhinos and by the way democrats running in the republican primaries uh, claim to be conservative when it comes to the primary vote and they're liars and so we have to uh, I don't care about voting for someone who puts a party letter next to his name. I yeah. vote. I care about voting for actual conservatives. Yeah. That's what counts. For bills and for laws that make a difference. That's exactly right. Speaking of, let's talk about FOIA. What did yeah. the Supreme Court come up with? Supreme Court just came out with another opinion, obviously based on a case, and it's a very good opinion. Supreme Court did a very good job at interpreting the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. And there was an issue uh, dealing with two. There were two issues in the case. One was whether there's an exception in that case uh, using what's sort of roughly known as the law enforcement uh, investigation exception, uh, which is kind of a made up exception in the first place. Uh, And luckily, rather than allowing that exception to get even broader, the court pulled back on that and said, no, that's an relatively narrow exception, albeit, like I say, one 
broader than the actual statute permits. And the court did a good job at, at keeping it not, you know, keeping it from growing more. Uh, and then relatedly, uh, they dealt with another exception uh, that could have gotten out of hand. And they said, no, neither one of those exceptions apply in this case. The facts of, of that case are not terribly important, at least at the moment. The point more broadly is the Freedom of Information Act is a robust law in Arkansas designed to allow you to get information from the government and the Supreme Court upheld that, citing my book, amongst other things. Very good. All right. We got to get a break in. We got news for you. We'll bring you up in about 67, uh, 60 seconds about what's going on. And then we got to pay some bills. We'll give you some traffic. We'll give you some weather. Got some rain coming in. There's some pretty heavy rain moving in across the border over by Fort Smith and heading our way. So we'll tell you about that coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. I was just talking with uh, Robert again. As we do. As I always say on my show, and I got this from Breitbart, and that is that culture is upstream from politics. What you see in the movie theater now, you will begin to see in politics maybe two years down the line. Depends. It could be something really, really big. And you'll see it immediately start being jumped on by politicians. They'll say, yeah, that's a great topic. I can do something with that. So in my studio, as you're watching the show this morning on Facebook, in the background, you can see the world's most important man, of course. And next to him is who I think is really the most important man, and that is Dirty Harry, all right, Clint Eastwood. And, uh, you know, I was a big Clint Eastwood fan. I'm still a big Clint Eastwood fan. I'm a big Dirty Harry fan. Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, uh, Deadpool. I think was the 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 one that they had the pool for the uh, who was going to die next and all of that. And that was also the one that had the chase scene for Bullet done with. Uh, uh, Dirty Harry and his partner driving their car and the radio-controlled car chasing them down those hills from Bullet where they're going over the big hills and kind of elevating over them and stuff. Yeah, that was was a great movie. But that movie, Dirty Harry, came out because during that time in our country, the DAs in our country were treating criminals and the courts were treating criminals better than they were victims and so they made dirty harry because a lot of people were saying what about the victims what is all of this and now we're seeing the same thing again i haven't seen a dirty harry movie yet but i'm going to tell you it's coming yeah well it may not be dirty harry it'd be a different character probably yeah well you know that the pulaski county the current pulaski county sheriff he's the guy who used the term, he says, well, I, I want to hug a thug. Well, I don't want to hug a thug. I want to throw a thug in jail. And, of course, you and I are supporting Blue Keller uh, for, um, uh, yeah, what's sure. it for Sheriff. Thank you. A little brain uh, That's all right. break there. Uh, but we need to get back to simple law and order. And they just recalled the prosecutor out of San Francisco. You, 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 uh, you see the pictures? When he found out he lost? No. He was like, it was like, I can't believe this. Dude, oh. 
Have you looked at your city lately? I, I saw. I did see one picture, and uh, where he's like holding the hand of one woman who I, I would gather as his wife, and another woman sort of holding onto his arm, and it's probably a friend or whatever. But it looked like he had two wives for a moment. So I said, "Well, that's pretty San Francisco, after all, isn't it?" Uh, but he, of course, is the one who said they wouldn't prosecute people who steal less than a thousand dollars. Yeah, and so all of these criminals walked into places like CVS, Walgreens, with duffel bags. And they would just sweep the shelves in the duffel bags, and everybody would just look by, and they couldn't do anything. And then they started... And the out, police were told not to do right? anything. And, and, and so then the uh, pharmacies would lock things up, and these criminals would come in with a hammer and break the lock and start sweeping all the stuff into the duffel bag. So it's just absurdity. Like it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that movie uh, where you, you can commit crime for one day... Oh right. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I know. As you think of it, about. yeah. The, so uh, the purge, the purge, right? Yeah. So it was like the purge going on every day, uh, at least for theft crimes in San Francisco. And guess what? People are all this, uh, are real leftist and tree hugging and granola eating until it hits their pocketbook, until it hits their safety, until it hits their home. Well, they're told to leave their cars unlocked. That's right. So that the thieves won't break out the windows and stuff. That's They're right. even told to leave their trunks unlocked. Yeah. It's, isn't it remarkable? And what if a homeless that? person yeah. decides to sleep in your car, right. you can't stop them. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's it's crazy things. Yeah. It is. It's crazy stuff. It's. I'm sure there's other cities that have this, but San Francisco was the first city to open a new division, a new department, that all they did was go out with hoses and uh, hose off the excrement off of the porches of people's homes and stuff. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where's the health department what on is, something what, what like that? What is that called, the Democratic Response Team? What is it? <laughs> it's just, just unbelievable what's going on out there. And you know what? Who's behind it? Because he tried to get behind it here in that's in right. Little Rock, and that's George Soros. Yeah, he's he's a big investor for some reason, specifically in leftist prosecutors. Meaning, not leftist candidates in general. Well, if you can destroy the law, right. you destroy a country. I know, I know. It's really remarkable. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, there was this eerie interview with him. Uh, like on 2020 or one of those type of shows. And when he was a kid, uh, he was adopted or taken in by some family of Nazis. And they were, went around and routed out the Jews. Uh, uh, really awful stuff. Now, he was a kid. I don't blame yeah. him at all. Right. But during this interview, they asked him, well, do you feel any guilt about that? And rather than... And, and he's not blameworthy. He was just a kid being yeah. run around by his let's call it stepfather. I don't know exactly what it was, right? Uh, but he was like, well, somebody would have done it. Well, that's not really the right response. Yeah, what kind of answer is what that? What kind of answer is that? Yeah, the proper answer is if I'd have been an adult, I never would have gotten involved. That's in right. It. That's right. And and it, and I, I feel badly that I was put into that circumstance. Yeah, that's the right answer. Yeah. So I really agree. eerie comment. He's a strange cat. Well, I think that's kind of the point, right, is that he's really kind of out there you know he he i've never heard him talk all right yeah i, I mean have. look uh, they, they took plenty of movies and and uh, added almost had kissinger cut the 
the soundtrack to give them that sound that you would expect of some Eastern Bloc, right, right. you know, politician or whatever. Does he sound like that? I mean, he's got an accent. Um, yeah. I, uh, I th- is he from? I think Romania. He's got a, that type of accent. You know. Where did where did he get all of his money? I mean, running. You know, I don't know. Running where, women a, or something? No, I I'm just kidding. I don't. No, I don't. I know have what no business. idea. No, no, he was involved in some sort of business and he was successful and made I, a lot of money. That's right. That's right. I don't know what it is offhand. I mean, he's in the top five mo- oh, no. most. You he's know. Old. Yeah. highest I make more money than you make money club right you know where they you know try to pee on each other's shoe and tell them that it's raining he he did whatever he did he did it well and was successful but I don't know what it is yeah it's it's he's a strange cat though mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so when we got we got a break that we got to get to and tell you a little bit about as of today now gasoline for the first time in history has hit five dollars a gallon on average, five. Now, luckily, here in Arkansas, we're not there yet. I think uh, as I came, I was driving to work today, I looked at uh, uh, the Exxon there before you get on 67, and it was $4.33. Didn't we have a high point, but maybe when adjusted for inflation, not quite as high? Didn't we have a high point in the sort of late, you know, two, between 2000 and 2010? Yes, 2008. Yeah, okay, there it is. Right 2008, there. it got over $4, gotcha. and everybody was going, uh, yeah, you it was, know. It was now it's over $5 a gallon. I see. So it is it is dollar for dollar more, no less, adjusted for inflation. That's correct. Oh, interesting. That's correct. Interesting. And then you got the whole situation year to year. I mean, it's $5 a gallon now. A year ago, I bet you it was like two forty-five. Mm-hmm. So you just take that amount of money, take, I'm going to say average, 15, 16 gallons on a fill-up, and you figure out that extra $2 and whatever cents it is per gallon, Mm -hmm. all right, for a fill-up, and then multiply that by two, because I'm going to just do it how I am, Mm -hmm. two tanks of gas a week, Mm -hmm. all right, so that's eight tanks a month, Mm -hmm. so multiply it, get it out to that, and then multiply it by 12, and see how much more just gas is, it's over $2,000, It's incredible how it eats into your disposable income. And that's what's important to understand. It's disposable income that's being shrunk. And that means restaurants are going to get hurt because of this. It means people won't be going to the movies like they would like to go. That's right. I mean, uh, look, you'll sit home and watch it on television. Yeah, and they won't go on trips, vacations. Yeah, Yeah, vacations we cut back. I mean, my wife is not one of those people who gets freaked out about things like that because she you know i make an all right living and i i'm not you know it doesn't keep me from doing it i'm not happy about it by any stretch of the imagination and uh, she says five dollars a gallon we can't do that i said maybe six by the time we get ready to go oh i take it into account you know i take it into account but i can tell you this we may not go to the same places that we normally eat at yeah when well, we everything's go someplace. More. Everything's more. Right? I'm That's not going to go to Disneyland. Right, right. That ain't going to happen. Right. And I've been thinking about that because i got a five-year-old grandson. And uh, I know that his family can't afford it. So I'm thinking about, well, maybe, you know, I can save up a little money and I can take right. him, you know. I'm not I thinking. Know. Well, 
there's other reasons besides that. If I go, I'll go to Universal Studios. Yeah. I will not be going to uh, to Disneyland. All right, we'll pick up more here as we go along. Don't forget about David Lucas Financial, and they're going to help you out with uh, gold and silver. Uh, we talked about gold and silver just the other day. Uh, with uh, Nathan Lewis, uh, the author of Inflation, and how it can play an adequate part in your nest egg. And he says precious metals should play about a 15% uh, play in your nest egg. So you want to keep that in mind. To find out how to buy gold, how to buy silver, uh, talk to the folks at David Lucas Financial. Call them at 501-222-3315 because it's well known. That silver and gold could help you protect your assets, the IRA, the 401ks, all of that. And uh, that they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. So do you buy the metal? Do you buy the certificates? Do you buy a little bit of each? Or how do you go about this? And how do you check out these people that are out there selling the gold? Find out, learn more about buying silver and gold by calling 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, another story that I had marked here to talk about, and we'll get to it just in, in one second. I just wanted to talk about the president on Air Force One uh, walked to the back, well, kind of the middle of the plane, and that's where the press corps rides, and uh, said, hey, off the record. All right, now, first of all, you know, typically, if you say that to a reporter, a reporter should not report on what you say next uh, as fact. All right, Uh when people come on my show, there's people that share things with me, and I'll say, okay, off the record, and they'll say something. Now, I might massage that in such a way that I can get that information out to you without saying where it came from and who it came from and whatnot. Just know that I got my sources. I've got people that sit on the floor of the, house, of the, of the Senate and the floor of the House and sit in the meetings with the governor. And I know what's going on, and we talk about what's going on here on this show. But the bottom line is, when you say off the record, you're not going to be quoted. And now, the press is, is getting to the point where they're getting ready to devour their own, is what I like to refer to it mm-hmm. as. And they're attacking Biden about this off the record comment. I'll tell you what it is, but first got to tell you about P.I. Roofing. And PI Roofing will fix your roof so that it doesn't leak. And they'll warranty it. They will guarantee that it will not leak. And if it does, and usually it's for a 10-year period, they'll come out and immediately fix it and stop whatever leak is there. Uh, Also, they'll tell you that you get a, a roof with them now because of all the warranties on all the different products the shingles and everything else that you're going to put on your roof, uh, you typically, because most people don't live 30 years in the house that they buy, five, 10 years and done with it, move up or move down, uh, you'll find out that uh, you don't have to put another roof on your house. 
it's done. You're finished. You're through. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I mean, I had one put on about, uh, it's been about four months now. And I know this, when those real big rainstorms have happened here recently, and I'm driving up to the house, what's great is watching that rain hit my roof, and it just slates right off, just running off. No problems whatsoever into my uh, my gutters, out and into the yard. I'm, I'm loving it. Now, I can't get out in the yard and play very often with my grandson right now because it's a quagmire because there's so much water that's fallen. But the bottom line is that PI roofing, uh, I highly recommend them. Nobody else has ever worked on my roof uh, during this time that I've owned the house, which is almost 19 years now. And uh, they're great people. They're absolutely great people, and they back their work with warranties. And you call them up, you'll not have to wait for them to show up. They'll be there the next day to find out what the problem is. That's PI Roofing. Call them, same number I use, okay? 501-707-3551. That's 501-707-3551. Or visit them online at piroofing.com. So keep those folks in mind. So the president walked back uh, on Air Force One, and he uh, he says to the uh, press, "Hey, why are you guys being so hard on my uh, my administration? You know, you you're talking about my poll numbers. You're talking about you know the high gas prices. You're talking about the high food prices. You're talking about we have no." Uh, uh, formula, basically, on store shelves. Why aren't you reporting about how good the economy is? Let me tell you how good the economy is. It was my, The growth last time it was measured was minus 1.7. It went backwards. I want to see what it is the next time. If it goes back again, we're in a recession. And don't think that that's not going to happen because I think it is. They keep talking about all the jobs that they created. Hey, they're not hardly creating any jobs that need to be done and created. I mean, what was it, 300,000? They wanted like 600,000 jobs. And we got 300,000. The economy is not, let me repeat it to you, is not in good shape. It is not. Rampant inflation, high gas prices, high food prices, and, to, and you know, inflation with money is totally kind of disconnected from inflation on food prices, supply and demand. And they say, well, it's because of the supply chain. Then, damn it, fix it. You've had over a year. What's Buttigieg doing? He's sitting with his thumb up his butt. That's what he's doing. He's not doing anything. Come on. American people are not. Look, they were patient at the beginning. Not anymore. After you've gone to the store and you've paid for the prices of the food that you're buying and you go to buy, you want to buy, you know, a T-bone steak and you're going to share it with your uh, your wife and it's thirty five dollars. Folks, that's ridiculous. It's it's unbelievably ridiculous. I I mean you can you look at the cereal now. It's not sixteen ounces in the bag. It's twelve ounces in the bag. There's a whole lot more air in the bag sometimes than there is product. 
And they're trying to shield you from those prices that have to go up. And it's getting worse. Talked about it yesterday about getting fertilizer for farmers and how that's going to drive prices up even higher. So it would be my suggestion, my suggestion that the president call in a few of these people that are running his departments and say, either get this done or I'm going to fire your butt. That's the way it happens in business. It's not how well are you following the Green New Deal. It's by how much or how well are you doing on getting um, the products to the market. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'm watching I'm watching uh, Robert. He's being quiet right now because he loves it when I go on a rant like this. Well, it's, <laughs> look, Dave, we've talked about this. And the problem is whether you are truly for the people uh, or you are one of these veins that unfortunately has infected the Republican Party, like the Chamber of Commerce. I put out, if you look on my Facebook page, I think it's at Rob Steinbuck, but just type in my name, I'm sure it'll come up. A number of video clips from the testimony of Randy Zook from the Chamber of Commerce uh, when he was advocating for mandates. That's what he was advocating for. And some people are, well, he's not for... mandates and the shot mandate. The vaccine ma- okay. mandate, no less, by the way, which is far more invasive, obviously, by definition. Right. And Alan Clark is so brilliant. It's really remarkable. As by you the know. way, he'll be on Thursday on my show. Indeed. And he, uh, uh, Randy Zook says... Uh, someone else, it was Aaron Pilkington, asked a good, good question about, hey, uh, uh, will you guys cover uh, the, the insurance gap uh, if someone uh, needs uh, some sort of care, if they have an adverse reaction to the mandated vaccines? And Randy Zook said, yeah, yeah, we'll cover that. You know, it's the 20% because uh-huh. usually insurance covers 80%. And so then Alan Clark says, oh, oh really? Okay. What if someone has... A long-term disability. Okay, keep that in mind. We'll answer that question and give you more of that story when we come back. But first, here's the news. Understand for you who are watching the show today on uh, uh, Facebook that we're a little bit distorted. Uh, I I will talk to our engineers here. They'll have to they'll have to go find uh, what's going on. There's something happening between our board and and Facebook. I'm sure and something that they can take care of uh, here in the future. So I'll uh, I'll talk to them about it. So. Just bear with us. It's a uh, it's a technical issue, 
and we're getting the technical issues taken care of. I'll tell you a technical issue we got taken care of, and Heidi knows how excited I am about this. Since I have been here at uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer, and before 96.5, which we were before then, uh, I have wanted to have back a, a playback unit. And it's a playback unit is a piece of equipment that you can load in uh, pieces of audio to. And whenever you want to play it, like cut 52 on the board or whatever, is uh, uh, from network, the movie, saying, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to go to the window. You know, that that whole thing. And I, you know from listening to my show over the years, I used to do those things all the time. And I haven't been able to do it. I got with Steve Marston, who's the uh, you know morning host at uh, uh, the Fish, and he's the operations manager here at the station. And this new computer that they've got in uh, my uh, studio now, I got hot keys. That's where you can put specific things on spe- specific keys, and then I can just click on it, and it plays that piece. So that means I'm going to be able to add that extra production back uh, here to the Dave Ellswick Show. Be a lot of fun. We'll be here in Ren and Stimpy. And joy, joy, joy. You know, different things that you'll hear from that. Uh, you'll be hearing uh, Chevy Chase from Christmas Story and a lot of other things. It adds to the show. I'm just saying it adds to the show. Before we forget, Dave, let's get back to the story I was telling but Alan Clark. Yes, I wanted you to finish that up. But. Yeah. And so Alan Clark turns to Randy Zook from the Chamber of Commerce. And he says, oh, you want to mandate vaccines? You're willing to pay the difference of insurance premiums for those folks that have short-term adverse reactions to the vaccine that you've just mandated. What about long-term coverage for those that have long-term disability or problem uh, associated with the vaccine. This, let's be clear, by the way, that's very rare. But the question wasn't b- regarding how rare or common it is. The question was, indeed, for those rare instances, and therefore not overall expensive, expensive right? Because it's one in, I'm making up a number, one in a million, let's say. Right. Then uh, are you willing to cover that? Oh, says Randy Zook. Oh, I can't make that kind of obligation for my members. Really? So this is the thing. They're real quick and fast to tell you what you must put in your body. But they're not so real quick. But if it screws you up, don't expect hey, them to help you. you out. Yeah. That's on you. That was your decision. Wait, what? Wait, what? It wasn't my decision. Yeah, you told me that you I had to do it. You mandated it. And now, for those few people that have a problem, you're running away and hiding like a little child. Yeah. You, you, you looked at them and said... Well, I guess you're just SOL. You know, right? you're simply oh, out of sorry luck. I hear it. Yeah. Now, here's the funny part. Dave, you and I, we decided to get vaccinated. Yeah, we did. That's on us. Yeah. But if someone puts a gun to our heads and says, you must get vaccinated, and then we have a problem, that's on them. Yeah, it's like that picture I got in my office of me uh, back in about 2010 when I was talking with folks uh, out at the Capitol, and I've got that shirt that says socialism, and it's a, a gentleman holding a bag of money, and then another gentleman next to him holding a gun to his head. 
And that is what socialism is. It's theft. Yeah. But it's really remarkable that Randy Zook of the Chamber of Commerce, his, his uh, uh, position is you must do what we tell you to do and get vaccinated. We will mandate the vaccines. But then you're on your own, baby. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. So I got a question for you. You're not, you're not married. You don't have children, at least that you don't know about. And I'm just kidding. And uh, anyway, I, I'm married. I've had eight children that I've raised. I've got 13 grandchildren. And then I see stories like this uh, that's being reported today, and I want to go absolutely ballistic. Uh, A Michigan public school is hiding the transgender status of a student from his parents, allowing the student to go by different name and pronouns while directing teachers not to inform his mother about the transition. In an email that was obtained by Fox News and addressed to teachers at Richards Middle School in Fraser, Michigan, a school counselor warns teachers ahead of the school's parent-teacher conferences to only use the student's birth name and refer to the pronoun he when talking to the student's mother. The counselor refers to the student who is a biological male by their chosen female name and pronoun throughout the email, but informs the teachers that the parent is unaware of this transition. Stop. Boom. Right there. It is not the school responsibility to do that. In fact, the responsibility of the school is to notify you that this is happening at the school. And if the public school systems here in Arkansas or any other state in the union wonder why American parents are losing their confidence in public education, this is a perfect example. Dave, we don't have public education. We have public indoctrination. It's that simple. And the left uses the school system as a method to indoctrinate our kids. And uh, it's really ironic that you hear these calls. Well, you can't have an 18-year-old buy a rifle, but you can have an 8-year-old chop off his genitals. It's crazy. How's that? that? I'm going to have an author on next uh, Next week, uh, he's written a book called Science in an Age of Unreason. And it's things like this. I mean, I'm serious, Robert. I want to beat my head against the wall. I really do. The, the ignorance and the belief on people that run schools anymore that they can get away with this crap is and the courts uphold them. Well, and how about this, Dave? Th- those schools are effectively in league with the big corporations. All the big corporations. Look at Disney. Look at what Walmart did regarding the law that we passed in Arkansas protecting children. Yeah. All these big corporations, and of course their paid mouthpiece, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, are have adopted entirely the woke agenda. Now, why did they adopt it? Because they thought it's going to make them money. That's why they adopted it. Sure, they thought, they thought that you know, I believe a lot of these companies do what they do about being, quote, woke. I don't think that they're even woke. I think they just think that there's enough people out there in, in their uh, 
you know, people who come and shop that by doing it, they'll spend a little bit more money with them. They're not woke or not woke. You're 100% right, Dave. They are um, uh, They're making motivated. a calculated decision. They're motivated by one thing. And the problem is that that's why they should stay out of politics. That's why they shouldn't get up there like the chamber didn't shut. You must take the vaccine. Run your business. Sell your trinkets. Do your thing. But stay out of people's personal lives one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, it's like Disney. You know, Disney screamed and hollered about that don't say gay uh, law, which was and wasn't even that uh, in uh, Florida. Now, you got the Roe v. Wade decision coming up. They haven't said they haven't said boo about abortion. Why? Because the state of Florida said, "Okay, you want to get involved in our politics here? Then let's play the game. And DeSantis took away all their special statuses and everything. It cost them $65 billion. And they, since that time, have not said boo about this stuff. I'm of the opinion that I wish that Walmart would just shut their mouths and stay out of it. All right? If you want to have, you know... uh, Whatever you're going to do as far as genital mutilation, every you know, that's that's illegal in most places in the world, except now here in the United States. Uh, then fine. Go ahead and press it in your company. I'm, go for it. But do not be putting pressure on our uh, elected officials who are voting as the people that they represent want and try to make them do their bidding. Now, I, I don't like that at all. And I've I've brought out talking about and read the letters that have come out from uh, the big boys up there in, in uh, northwest Arkansas. Where are they going to go to? They're not going to move. That's not going to happen. You know, it's also uh, the, if a company has the audacity to threaten uh, a state government and its people uh, based on those individuals' personal political preferences. You know what I say? Have a nice day. Yeah. I Come just on. don't do business I don't with them. I'm not, you're right. Exactly. Disney said, what you going to do? And they saw what you're going to do. Yeah. Well, they found, Cancel. Yeah. I canceled uh, Disney Plus. I got, okay, you're going to do that? That's fine. Be with it. The guy that uh, spoke out against a woman who wanted to do that, they fired him yesterday. Is that right? Yep. They fired him yesterday. He's, they said he didn't fit into the Disney culture. Yeah, what that says Walt Disney. That says what, what, everything. Yeah, what would Walt Disney say about yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, I can only think about. Walt was a Republican. I can right. tell you what he was 100%. saying. All right, let's take a break. We got to get uh, more for you here in a moment. But right now, I need to tell you about Pat Davis. I hope you listened to my interview with Pat yesterday. Had him on during the nine o'clock hour, and I'm going to tell you what. Just what he said uh, dealing with health insurance made so much sense. Uh, that, uh, you know, if his phones were burning up, if they weren't literally melting down, I don't understand. Uh, because he's going to save you as a small business person thousands of dollars, you as an individual hundreds, if not a few thousand dollars, by doing uh, health insurance his way. Save 30 to 50%. Have no more co-pays. See those deductibles come down. What you only have to do is call Pat and talk to him or go to him online. Uh, Call him at 501-605-6935 
or visit him at yourhealthplanman.com and learn all the specifics so you can get on your way to saving some money. That's Pat Davis, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, I want to work on this Title IX stuff a little bit more because, look, I was in my early 20s when that was passed, and I worked towards getting it passed. And when it was passed, it was all about your biological sex. There was no such thing as gender identity. Dave, isn't it, it doesn't re- deal with it. Isn't it a bit remarkable that you've got to use the phrase biological sex? Yeah. Well, that's what sex is. Yeah. Well, not to a lot of people anymore. Right. Now it's what you think you are. You actually become it. And But they don't want to deal with if people think that there's some... They think that there's something that's, uh, let's say, not human, that's an animal, and they identify as a cat, mm. which, by the way, is a true situation they ran into down at the, uh, uh, the school in, in Hot Springs that is math and science school down there, and ran into somewhat, from what I understand, uh, at the, you know, allegedly at Cabot High School. Dave, if I identify as a valedictorian and they give me all C's, uh, can I protest that? You can if you follow the philosophy and the argument to its logical conclusion. It means that everybody is only what they think they are, which we know is not true. I can think that I should be starting for the L.A. Lakers. Right. Okay? It ain't going to happen biologically. I can't hold a candlestick to most of those guys. They're all taller than me. Most? When I was, yeah, when I was in high school and I was 6'1", I was a power forward. Now you're playing guard. Yeah, if, if you're playing at all, to be I'm not, honest. I'm not playing any basketball. I'm just saying. It's, just, it's terrible. But uh, I'm, it's not terrible. I'm just saying that it changed biologically. It changed. Not because people, well, I think I'm a great basketball. I don't give a flip what you think. Prove it on the field or on the court. If you can't, then you're not. You're out. It's that simple. That's right. Do you guys remember when you were younger and uh, you'd go out to make, you know, you wanted to play on the basketball team? And I went to a school. It was big. I mean, big, big. And uh, you'd have 200 guys coming out to try to make the team. And I remember after every practice, or the next day, in fact, the next day after every practice uh, tryout, that you walked up to the gym door, and on the door was the players that were being invited back for the next workout. If you weren't on that list, you weren't playing. Now, did that hurt? Yeah, times it did. You thought you did good, and then you found out you didn't get invited back for the next tryout. But you know what? You learn, and you move on. We don't do that anymore. We don't do it. We don't. Our kids are so soft about this stuff, and, and we're seeing it happen uh, in front of our eyes. We wonder what's wrong with our country at times. And I'm telling you, it's like we heard somebody talking to us one day, uh, Robert, and they said, 
society will be hard. It'll be tough. And then the people who came up under that want to be a little softer for maybe their kids. So they get a little soft. And finally it gets too soft. Then what happens? It goes back to being hard. The pendulum swings back to it gets hard. And then it starts all over again. And everybody gets a little softer. A little... We're in, I'm telling you, we're in, you know, marshmallow man land now. They're that soft. If we have, if the balloon ever went up and we had to get into a war like we had in World War II, this country would be in deep kimchi. That's the military way of saying deep doo-doo. All right. I mean, really deep doo doo. Now, could you could you, you know, whip them into shape? Maybe. But would you have time to whip them into shape? That's the question. And the answer to that is probably no. I think we only have about five years left where we control the seas, because right now China is building five ships to our every one. Do you realize that our Navy will be at its smallest size ever next year in the modern era? That's insane. But if you follow what the Democrats want to do, they'd make it even smaller. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's really crazy. I I mean, this is when I get impassioned about what's going on in our country. I mean, that you have a school that you have to call them and send a note, basically, from the doctor that says that your your child needs to take this pill at this time. But they don't have to turn around and say, well, Johnny wants to be Jeannie, and uh, they don't want to tell you. And so we're not going to tell you. That is unconscionable. That that. There should be a mass firing from the superintendent down. Just start clearing them out at that point. Every teacher that's been part of this, every principal that's been part of it, assistant to the assistant to the assistant principal, all of the counselors, fire every one of their butts. Seriously. It's time to quit putting up with this stuff. And that's why I'll tell you this, I'm running for school board in Cabot. Great. That's fantastic. I finally decided and and then I had to I I had to get the okay from Linda. Mm-hmm. I would not run unless she said it was all right. Right. And she said, "Okay, it's school board. Go ahead." So I'm going to run for school board. Got to get the paperwork in so that I can do that, but I'll be one of the people that people can vote for. That's great. But that's, uh, and by the way, the letter is on file. I can be on the air and still run for school sure, board. Sure, why not? Well, FCC. Oh, is you got to right? follow all the rules. Oh, I see. All right, so I'm following the rules. But the bottom line is, yeah, I, I want this stuff stopped. I'm sure it goes on in Cabot. People just don't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I want it stopped. And I want parents in control of their schools again, not – just, uh, you know, some star court uh, that's doing it. All right, let's get to Bill O'Reilly. Then we'll come back. we got more to talk to, uh, uh, issues to talk about with uh, Robert Steinbach here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, here on uh, 101.1 FM, The uh, Answer. we got 25 minutes left with, uh, with Robert. Robert, next week, 
I've got uh, Kim Hammer on uh, on Monday. I've got uh, uh, Doyle Webb on on Wednesday. Great. And then I have uh, Alan Clark on at 9 o'clock hour on Thursday. Alan's fantastic. Well, what I want to talk to with Kim and what I want to talk to with uh, with Alan is, look, both of them are going to win their offices back. Uh, and the Republicans are and conservatives, for that matter, are going to gather more power. I hope that our new governor, who I believe will be Sarah Sanders— Huckabee, I, I believe that she's going to be a, a conservative. She will not be a moderate, a mushy uh, moderate, as far as that goes, like Asa Hutchinson has been. And I, I want to see some things that I know that the conservative side has been pushing hard for, but haven't been able to get the traction because the governor's held them back. One of those is, uh, of course, freedom of choice in education. I mean, all I got to do is every day I could give you one of these stories that I'm talking about today about schools and and, uh, telling kids, yeah, we won't tell your parents. If you're Peter, we'll call you Paula and uh, we'll let you have, you know, she, her as your pronouns. That they got pronouns drives me crazy in the first place. It shouldn't even matter. You should call them, if they're biologically a him, it should be him, her, all right? You know. I told you, you my, know, my new pronouns. Or him. My new pronouns are very he, very him, <laughs> very. and banana. And banana. Yeah, okay, I like that. Keep it random. Uh, well, uh, yeah. yeah, well. Banana, that could be a sexist term. Oh, well then let's make it uh, avocado. <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I want to see this stuff stopped. I want I want to see the schools get back to educating kids again uh, the way they they were in this country until we started the slippery slope in about 1985. And I, I want to see, you know, for better terminology, reading, writing, arithmetic – zeroed in on Uh, there is no reason a child should be given a diploma from a high school and they can't read even at a sixth grade level that should not happen now is that all of the school's problem no that goes to the family as well and that's a whole different show that we could do about where's the family today in america but uh, yeah i mean Schools got to stop doing a lot of this crazy stuff. And that means that we got to get people elected that will tell these uh, leftist organizations that they're not going to get a, a, a free Apple, you know, an Apple crate to stand up on and uh, get off of it. And now we're going to let them put their books in our in our school system and we're going to put it in our our uh, our teachers, uh, you know, uh, lesson plans. Just keep it out. I I don't think there should be a high school in in Arkansas or a middle school that has Howard Zinn's history book in it. It's crap. It's been it's been uh, proven wrong time and time and time again. And yet our elected officials don't have the cojones to say no to it. I don't understand that. Uh, Hendren, 
the older Mr. Hendren that was a Republican. Uh, I don't know what happened with uh, the Hendren that started Common Ground. Uh, well, he sure lost he, power and tried to get it back. Yeah, That's he it. doesn't. He doesn't believe in what uh, Kim Hendren said as a, as a as a legislator. And he doesn't represent the interests. Of, and everybody of called him nuts because he wanted Howard Zinn stricken from the reading list. Well, go read that book and tell me it shouldn't be stricken as, I'll tell you, if you want to put it in and want to use all the other history books to prove it wrong, I'm all about that. Okay? Show how, you know, it's just fantasy. Show how the woman from the New York Times that came up with her whole fantasy about uh, America started with slavery or CRT and how false that is. You know, we allow things in our school systems that should never be in our school systems. And uh, to listen to some people that are elected officials say, well, uh, the uh, uh, politicians shouldn't be involved. The Department of Education shouldn't be involved. Then why do you got a, a Department of Education for? That's why, well, isn't that why you got them? I, I'm not sure why we have a Department of Education, but I'll tell you this. The elected officials of Arkansas are the ones that determine what state agencies do. It's that simple. And so if these are state entities, and by the way, local entities exist at the pleasure of the state. So, oh, it's local. No, it's state. It's a derivative to state. The state's literally brought into being through statute uh, localities, and they can turn around and eliminate, eliminate them the next day as well. You know, we have that litigation, Chris and I do regarding carrying guns in City Hall pursuant to state statute. You know what the city's defense was? Well, we, we're, we're a standalone entity. No, you ain't. No. No, you ain't. <laughs> Since yeah. when can you exempt yourself from the law? That's what the left always does. They just make it up. They make it up, and they, they, they get in this whole wild and woolly world of semantics, and I, I'm going to keep saying this over and over and over and over and over again. Whenever you're talking to somebody who's talking from the left, they will use the same words you use, but they're talking from a different dictionary. Well, that, the real problem is that they make up the definition to suit their needs ad hoc. So on day one uh, or on Tuesday, a word means one thing. And then on Wednesday, the word means the opposite, not because it means the opposite, obviously, but because there's no there there. The left lies to achieve their goals. It's it's the same kind of propaganda that communism has used, fascism has used, and of course the left is in league. both of those things. Right, right. <laughs> it's not like it's a third category. It's of the previous two. Yep, and they use it, and they and they use the exact same things that Mao, Stalin, Lenin, and Hitler used. Yes, yes. When it, comes, when it comes to propaganda, hundred percent. That's what 100%. they they do. You can you can go and. I just highly recommend. I I understand you're working, you're trying the hardest that you can to supply the money that you think that you need for your family to get the food that you want, the gas that you want. But look, you got to give up a little bit and and understand you got to take part in your kids' education. You got to take part in how your country is being run. You can't let the ra- – hey, I'm a huge Razorback fan. 
But I, That's you right. won't have the Razorbacks if they keep doing the stuff that they're doing right now. Well, it's neither here nor there. Razorbacks is a sports team, is that right? But you get. But I'm saying, spend your all your time. Well, you know why? Why is the uh, the coach not running? You know, three receivers oh, right. to the left and two to the right. And do we want to have a drop back quarterback, or do we need somebody that a uh, is more a scrambler? About what teaching your yeah, kids. I think you should be more worried about what's going on in the school system than that. Doesn't mean you can't be worried about that thing going on wow. in sports i'm not sure you should ever worry about it you can watch television you could you can scream at the screen all you want nobody's hiring you to be the coach so do whatever you want but when it comes to th- things that affect real people's lives on an everyday basis well you know affects your children's lives exactly exactly you wonder why your kids go to high school and then they go to college and they come back little brown shirts right 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 it's what they're being taught and we're allowing it. Right. And then you have the Chamber of Commerce, if you go into the, into the workforce, Chamber of Commerce telling you that they're going to decide for you what you put in your body. This is the problem with the left. They keep telling you that you're not allowed to make any decisions. They teach this in college. No, these aren't decisions for you to make. The government will make those decisions for you. Then you get out into the workforce, and Randy Zook says that big business will make those decisions for you. Not, not decisions as to whether while on the job you need to wear a hard hat. No. What you do with your body in your free time, in your free time. And then the next thing, by the way, are they going to tell you, hey, you must have an abortion. Listen, pregnancy interferes with business. A woman gets pregnant. By the way, it's a woman that gets pregnant, but a woman gets pregnant. No, no. That's amazing that you have to say that. Uh, Well, that's the point that I'm bringing out, right? It's a woman that gets pregnant. So a woman gets pregnant. That interferes with her ability to perform for that corporation. So maybe the, according to Randy Zook and the Chamber of Commerce's philosophy based on mandating vaccines, they should also mandate abortions, I would gather. Obviously, I'm anti-abortion, as you know, yeah. having been endorsed by Arkansas Right to Life. But this is a kind of uh, goofy leftist uh, large organization slash government control that these people want. Why? Because they're the ones in control. I, I'll I'll make another point when we come back, but we got to get a break in. I need to tell you about ICU, uh, of course. Uh, uh, protection. Protection. Yes, thank you very much. I got it written right in front of me. I just couldn't get it out. ICU protection. Uh, Billy Mack is the owner of that uh, business, and they do it right, man. I'm just telling you, they do it right. I've got uh, now door and window sensors on all my windows and all my doors in my house. Anytime a person opens a door, ding, you know, garage entry, you know, tells it's open or whatever, back door is open, front door is open, uh, notifies if it's been armed, would notify me on my cell phone that it's open. And uh, anytime that someone pulls up in my uh, driveway or walks up to my front porch, I see them. And I'm an, I'm notified that there's somebody there immediately, and their 1080p cameras they're clear as a bell, and I can see who it is. Uh, I can read the license plates off of cars that pull up in my driveway. Uh, I'll tell you what's good it it it, it gets these porch pirates, you know, that want to come up and steal your stuff from your porch. Uh, I've got them on video. All right, it's in the cloud. They can't get it 
break into my house and take my hard drive. There ain't no hard drive. It's all up in the cloud. It's there. And it's on my phone. And the, 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 uh, I, can then I can let the police know about it, and they can go from there looking to identify who the thieves were. So bottom line, this is the way to do it. Billy Max got it done, and he's got it done well for you. The man's business is used by Nuke One out there in Russellville for security. If it's good enough for a nuclear reactor, it's good enough for my house. <coughs> Call him, 501-205-1333. And remember this, you pay for the service, you don't pay for the hardware. That's ICU protection. Okay, so I got a question for you. You're 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 college professor of uh, of course law over at the Bowen School of Law, and and let me just say what you say. Your opinions are yours and yours alone, not Bowen School of Law or uh, UALR's uh, opinions should be, but aren't. You know, we always hear from the left. We hear from the left that you can be a man and call yourself a woman, or you can be a woman and call yourself a man. But if, you, if you're white and you call yourself black, they'll say that that's cultural appropriation. That's right. not what they do. That's right. It happened to that woman, Do- Dolajon, something. I'm mispronouncing it slightly, but something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you, you got that, that going on. You remember what went on uh, up there with that, that lady up in Seattle that passed herself off as black. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dona John. Yeah, and they, they went out. They yeah. went after her because of cultural appropriation. Right. They do it for actors. How can you, being a straight person, a cisgender, let's use their word, cisgender person, uh, how can you uh, play a gay person? Well, I'm an It's act- called acting. I'm an actor. Right? That, that's a, I'm an actor. That's exactly you know? what it is. Yeah, right? okay. So, but let's say that's cultural right. appro- appropriation. How can you play a murderer? No, go get someone so, out of prison. To so play how murder. can you, on the left, say it's all right for a man to say he's a woman or a woman to say they're a man and not call that gender appropriation? Aren't you stealing the, uh, the maleness? Of men and the and the femaleness of females biologically, by taking on these cultural appropriation thing, I'm going to start talking about yeah gender appropriation. Dave, you you suffer from a significant infirmity. Yeah, logic. Yeah, logic. <laughs> uh, a, a desire not to be a hypocrite, uh, um, and of course the fact that uh, your pigment and your plumbing also makes it, <laughs> makes you unable. Yeah, it makes me a real minority. That's right. That's right. Any so, longer. I'm sorry to hear. All I can say is I, I continue to have pity on you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I can use a little pity once in a while. Exactly. I, I don't get any from Heidi. Right. Heidi never gives me any pity. <laughs> she's not even listening to the show today. I'm talking about her. She's not looking there up, so go. I know she's not hearing it. So anyway, uh, bottom line is it's it's – it just amazes me how they get away with this stuff. And right. the media is complicit. And if you think it's only ABC, NBC, CBS, watch Channel 7, 11, and 4, and 16. It's prevalent on those stations as well. More prevalent on other stations, some stations, than on other stations. There's still some journalists that I have uh, respect for here in uh, Little Rock. Not many. <laughs> Just saying, not many anymore. Not many. Uh, they're uh, they, number one. The companies can't 
pay the money they need to pay to bring in really good people, although I, I give them credit. They brought Karen Fuller back. That's That was a nice ad uh, for the folks there. Was it Channel 7 that did that or 11? It's one or the other. I can't remember. But uh, it's good to see her back. But uh, And when they brought Dawn back, that was a good thing as well. But uh, there's, there's other people that... It, that have been working in the media that uh, all they are is they want to be spoon-fed they show up at a press conference all right uh, you know and they're sitting there they take the piece of paper that's given to them by the uh, we'll just say it's a politician and they give them this piece of paper and it says i stand for this blah 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 blah, blah and uh, that's all the reporter says and here's the problem Sometimes there's not a reporter to send out. They just send a cameraman out. And they set up the camera, and then, the, and then they ask a few questions that they know that they want for the newscast so that they can continue to perpetuate some story that's out there. You need to know what's going on in your community and how you're being lied to many, many times. Uh, well, definitely. we see this during the election season, too, right? These politicians... They put out these postcards. They put out these statements. Uh, we talked earlier in the show about James Sturch. Apparently, he's putting out a, a claim 100% false about the fact that, in reality, he voted to kill the bill that would have ended CRT, uh, but he nonetheless claims the opposite. It's just a blatant lie. I mean, there's. I'm trying to think of her name. I don't even remember. I think she's on Channel 7, uh, Redhead. Used to do, uh, used to anchor on the weekends. In fact, married to somebody that I know very well, Jason Klein. All right, he's a good guy. And oh, I know who you. Talk- I forget her name. She Janine? was my. It's, it's something like that. Was, I think she went and got her law. She degree. was my student, as was Jason, by the way. Okay, so yeah. you, you got. Yeah. She yeah. is a real reporter. Yeah, or, or was I don't know if she's still doing it or not. I she, think they moved. Didn't, did they move out? I don't in know. Town? I don't know. Or anyway, here here's the key. All right, I don't know if you remember the story or not, but uh, Pryor was saying one thing out of one side of his mouth and another thing out of the other side of his mouth, and uh, he didn't want to talk to her. And she had her cameraman with her, and she followed him. Remember this? She followed him. I don't in, remember. Good she for followed. Her. She followed him her. into the elevator. Right. Waiting for him to give her an answer. Oh, nice. Now, that's a reporter. That's now. right. That's right. That was a reporter. She did a good job on that. And I commended her when it happened. Yeah, she and interviewed me. I still me. commend her. You know? Yeah. But I don't know if she's still here or not. I don't know. I'll write a, I'll send Jason a, any uh, text yeah. today yeah. to find out. Uh, I don't know if they're here in this area. You're right. I can't remember. I think they got a couple of kids now. That's okay? right, they do. That's so, right, they do. Uh, good for them. But I knew that Jason had gone on and got his law degree. Both of them. Yeah. You know? But I knew she was going as well. You're yes. right. So both they, they of them both have, have law degrees. I don't know if they want to be. I don't know if they want to be lawyers or not. I think they just want to understand. Well, now Jason <clears throat> is in. Um, I don't know. If, he's not active duty. I think he's probably guard. I see. Uh, he might want to be a jag. Mm-hmm. You know, so gotcha. he may be working that way, and and you know, getting his uh, get his commission and mm-hmm. and be a jag. Mm-hmm. You know, that's maybe something he wants Good for to him. do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Smart guy. Used Both to be of them. used yep. to be a, uh, 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 the morning uh, host uh, uh, on ninety six five. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was morning host. I did not know that over there. Oh, interesting. Uh, with uh, 
with a couple other people. Shane Shack, uh, Shane, Shane Stacks used to used to be in there, and we used to have some really good uh, people that were part around that morning show. It was really good. If uh, the ownership had really been behind it, it it would have gone away. But they weren't, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't mind saying that mm-hmm. people know who owned that station at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so the bottom line is, uh, you know. She's, she was good. I don't see those kind of reporters. Mm-hmm. I just don't see the ones that get out there and, like a bulldog, get a hold of a story away from the press releases mm-hmm. and, and, and try to get the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, not seeing that. All right. Thank you, sir, for coming in. Always my pleasure. It's great to have you here. It yeah. always is. Yeah, Chris will be back next week, we hope, unless he decides to stay down in Galveston and do some more red fishing while he's down there. Uh, better bring us back some frozen ones. I'll tell you that much because that's good food. That's good stuff to eat. I'll be back at uh, 9 o'clock. Uh, Stephen Davis is going to be with me. He's the uh, the voice of the Trabs. We'll talk about how their season is going and talk about some different ball players that may have their eye on being able to move up and play in the major leagues. We'll talk about that. And then Matt Smith will join me the last half hour, and we'll talk about the movies that are out for you. See, a lot of you still haven't seen Top Gun. You'll be going to see that. The new movie that is opening this weekend, Dominion, it's the last of the triple feature, so to speak, of the Jurassic Park series uh, is has opened on uh, this Friday. So we'll talk about that as well. That's all coming up at 9. I'll see you then. We're going to talk about your money coming up next. Nine o'clock hour, Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer. And uh, we're going to get to Stephen Davis in just a moment. He's waiting to talk to us, the voice of the Travs. But let me give you some weather information first. Uh, We're under a flash flood warning right now. Uh, Know that uh, the ground is saturated. As if you didn't know, we've had a lot of rain, inches of rain. And they're saying now... Until about 2 o'clock this afternoon, we're going to get even some uh, heavier thunderstorms, those, you know, where it comes down in sheets kind of thunderstorms. And uh, in the listening area, which is all of central Arkansas here, uh, look to 1 to 3 inches of additional rainfall, perhaps even higher in some areas. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of water coming down. Doesn't mean good things for uh, the Travs tonight for playing baseball, I don't think. May not, unless they can play it in rowboats. But the bottom line is uh, lots of rain up until at least early this afternoon. Now, I will say this, Dickie Stevens Park, they've done a good job in fixing that park so that it drains pretty doggone fast. So um, what do you think, Stephen? You think if it, this, the rain stops around 2, 3 o'clock, you guys still get a first pitch tonight? 
Absolutely, without a doubt, Dave. Always good to be on with you. Uh, yes, I think as long as it's not raining at game time, we're playing tonight. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, that's the way it works with our ballpark. They put the tarp on last night after the uh, doubleheader ended, so the infield's protected. It'll take them maybe 45 minutes or an hour to get that field ready once they take the tarp off. But, yeah, if it stops raining at 2 or 3 o'clock, Shoot, guys will be taking batting practice on the field this afternoon. We're definitely starting at 7.05 tonight. Oh, fantastic. That's good news. I'm going to be over on Sunday. I'm coming to see the game Sunday afternoon, and it's going to be a really nice day. It's going to be about 95 degrees, lots of sun. That's my kind of a day. And get myself a bologna sandwich and a beverage and sit back and enjoy the ball game. Absolutely. You better come up and see me on Sunday when you're there. Yeah. I've got a couple advantages for you. We're in the shade, and there's a teeny bit of air conditioning up there, although I've got the windows open. So 95 degrees, not quite as bad. But, yeah, you better come up. Uh, Sunday will be gorgeous. I think once, uh, you know, here's my weather expertise now from all the forecasts I follow, being a baseball guy. Once this rain moves out today, I think we're great for the weekend. And it's going to be three big ball games for the Travs this weekend at home, tonight, tomorrow night, and then uh, – Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, come on out. Uh, everybody should come out. Travel yeah, I agree. Tickets and uh, you better come up and, uh, and see me on Sunday. Yeah, now. I'll come up. I'll come up and say hello. No, no doubt about that. If you don't mind, I might bring a couple friends with me so they can see what it looks like from up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we make that. We can make that happen. Hey, let, uh, let's talk about your thoughts here. We hadn't had a chance to have you on in a while for the, just because politics has been taking the, you know, the, the driver's seat do the primary and everything now we'll see about every every uh, every friday to talk about how the Travs are doing where do you place this uh this team how how do you see it right now where are they well this team is ascending at the moment and the way minor league baseball works you know we, we play a first half of the season and the second half of the season so you essentially get two pennant races each year uh, because of all the roster movement, it, it's a great thing in minor league baseball to have those two pennant races because your team in the second half may look totally different than what you had in the first half of the season. But the Travs are playing really, really well right now. They split the doubleheader last night, uh, lost the first game. That ended a five-game winning streak, a season-high five-game winning streak. But then they bounced right back, one game, two. Uh, they just continue to rack up wins. They've won their previous three series. They lead this current series with the, the division leaders, the team with the best record in the league, Wichita, two games to one. Uh, the Travs have continued to play better baseball throughout the season. Not that they struggled at the beginning of the year, but they were kind of inconsistent uh, with what was on one night wasn't the next night necessarily. But the one constant for this team all the way through has been starting pitching. The starting pitching has continued to be stellar. The offense has started to come around a little bit and come up with either key home runs at important times. They had two homers in the second game of the doubleheader last night, a 3-1 win, or getting those clutch hits, which are important to every team at any level of baseball. And then the bullpen, now that the starters have been fully stretched out for a while, the bullpen isn't getting taxed. The bullpen has been lights out. And to a man out there, not just the top-end guys in that bullpen, but everybody seems to be throwing the baseball really well. That's what allows you to go win 11 out of 13 games, 8 out of 9, things like that that the Travs are doing right now and uh, hopefully can continue to do these next couple of weeks. Well, when we talked about uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when we talked about what uh, we were expecting from the Travelers this season, one of the things you talked about is the the starting pitching and it it's come around just as you said it would. How many of these guys that are starting right now do you expect to see in double A at the at the end of the season and, and maybe making their ascension to play in triple A and even get up and get a little major league experience? 
you know, that's always the, the question, and it's the double-edged sword for a minor league baseball team. You don't want to lose those guys because it could hurt your team, although hopefully there's some talent below that comes up to fill the spot. But at the same time, that's the job of minor league baseball. Get these guys developed, get them ready for the next level, or you know, in our case, in double-A, two levels above and to the big leagues. So here's how it worked out for the Travs this year. The five-man starting rotation at the beginning of the season, four of them are still with the Travelers, and they've thrown the ball well throughout the season. The fifth guy, George Kirby, made five starts, went straight to the big leagues, and has been in the Seattle Mariners starting rotation ever since. Right. So we've already got one all the way to the big leagues, and he's throwing it well. He almost made the, the Mariners out of spring training. Uh, he was kind of that sixth starter for a five-man rotation. Uh, but because he was young, because our weather's better than the AAA club in Tacoma, he comes here to start the year and just blows the doors off it uh, and earns that promotion to the big leagues. And then the other four guys, have continued to pitch well. One of them, Taylor Dollard, is leading all of minor league baseball in ERA among qualified pitchers. He's below one. He's a 0.95 earned run average. He hasn't allowed more than one earned run in any start this year. Uh, And you've got other guys like Stephen Kolek last night who were not on anybody's radar at the start of the season. But uh, the coaching staff tips me off and they go, hey, Kolek, real deal. He's come out of nowhere. He's going to really impress. He struck out nine, two starts ago. Last night, strikes out 10 and 5-plus wow. innings. Uh, he's got dominant stuff, fastball, slider, occasionally a changeup, but just a big power pitcher, big strong guy out of Texas A&M. So, uh, yes, I think some of these guys all have the opportunity to get to AAA uh, and then onto the big leagues, if not this year, at some point in the very near future. And even for a guy like Kolek or a veteran guy like Connor Jones, who, who threw the seven-inning no-hitter a couple weeks ago, if the big league club has a need for either a a spot starter or a guy to go to the bullpen and be able to eat some innings and throw some quality innings, those guys would be on that short list of candidates right now as well because they have been so productive. Now that said, there's a pitching staff of 16, 17 guys up in AAA Tacoma, most of whom have major league experience and many of whom are throwing the ball well right now that would be on that list as well. So there's so many moving parts with this, but the number one thing these guys do is they can control how they play when they go to the mound or when they go to the plate as a hitter uh, and the work they do in between uh, appearances. And that's what they want to work on every day. The Mariners are big on preaching process. So for Taylor Dollard or Connor Jones or Levi Stout or Stephen Kolek, those four starting pitchers that are here, they just want to go out and be the best version of themselves they can be every time and then see what happens with the rest of the situation because they know if they pitch well, they have the opportunity to move up. If they don't, that opportunity is probably not going to be there. Uh, but they control what they can control and then uh, let the decision makers go and do their thing after that. All right. When we get back, we got to get our break in. When we get back, we're going to continue talking uh, with uh, the voice of the Trav, Stephen Davis. And uh, I got a couple questions for him. I want to go back to that first conversation we had at the beginning of the season and what the coaches are trying to do with players. Because when you go see a major league team, it's different than seeing a minor league team because major league teams are typically not working with a player on specific pitches so to speak they might be working with them uh going to opposite fields when they're batting and stuff but it's it's not like the minor leagues minor leagues they're trying to get you ready to get to the major league so we'll come back and talk about that and and uh, these great pitchers that they've got on the staff right now in double a uh what they're what are some of the things maybe they're working on we'll see if uh if uh, he has some information on that for us but for right now let's get our break in here on the dave ellswick show 
All right, back with you, Stephen Davis, the voice of the Travs, with us, and he says the tra- the rain stops two or three o'clock today. We'll be playing ball tonight out of Dickey Stevens. I'm going Sunday to the game. Hope that you'll uh, get out and see one of the ball games that are happening this weekend. Uh, from looking at the weather, I wish that uh, they were coming back home to have a long homestand because it looks like we've got about 12 days straight of dry weather and uh, mid-90s temperatures. Perfect baseball weather that you want to have. But uh, they're going to be on the road later uh, next week, so keep that in mind as well. So you'll want to get out and see them this weekend so you don't have to wait until, you know, the end of the month to be able to watch this team play ball because they're playing good ball right now. But with that said, for you who, like me, are big baseball fans and Major League Baseball fans, watching a, a minor league game is different than watching a major league game, and there's different things that are going on behind the scenes. I talked about this earlier on the season with Stephen when I had him on, but then we haven't had him on during the time of all of the politicking going on in the state. Now we'll have him on more for the last of this first half and then into the second half of the year. So, what should people be kind of keeping their eyes open for out on the field, Stephen, to kind of help them understand why they took a, a pitcher out when he was pitching a great game and he only went four innings and that's all they're going to use him that night? Yeah, it, it, it is different than a big league game. Uh, in the big leagues, obviously, everybody every night is trying to win. That's goal number one. Now, there's a handful of teams in the big leagues each year that are, call it rebuilding mode, just to use one word for everybody, right. uh, that maybe are, are trying to develop some guys at the big league level and get a look at some guys, see if they're part of the future or not. But most of those teams in the big leagues, 20-plus of the 30, are out there cutthroat trying to win every ball game every night as much as they can. And even they have some restrictions on guys in terms of how much they're going to use pitchers or uh, how much who plays necessarily in the field. You know, how much money is invested in a guy might determine how much playing time he gets if he's struggling. Uh, you see that in the movies, but in the minor leagues, it is a different deal. Uh, but a lot of times, it's imperceptible to folks if you aren't aware of some of the outside factors. Now, like you said, there might be a guy who goes four innings and gets pulled from a game. Tonight's starter for the Travelers is a perfect example. Emerson Hancock, sixth overall pick in the 2020 draft out of Georgia, battled injuries last year. Obviously didn't pitch in 2020, no minor league season. Battled some injuries last year, only threw about 60 innings total over the course of the summer. This year gets hurt right before spring training. Didn't get to any live game action until he joined the Travs about three weeks ago. His first start with us, he was limited to two innings or 40 pitches, whichever mm-hmm. came first. So he was on a very short leash that day. But he's out there trying to do his best and follow his plan for those 40 pitches while he's out there. It's frustrating for him, but that's how he's going to get built up in terms of stamina and being able to throw more innings and pitches. And gradually since then, they've built him up. Pitch count's gone a little higher. The innings total has gone up. His last start, he went about, I believe it was four innings and threw about 60, 65 pitches. So... I'm expecting tonight for Emerson Hancock, it'll be maybe five innings, 75 pitches, somewhere in that vicinity. No matter how well he's pitching, he's not going to go beyond that. It's even more striking, I think, when you compare the minor leagues to, say, college baseball, where those starters are throwing once a week usually, and they'll throw 100-plus pitches with regularity. But even then, they aren't pushing those guys too much because those are young, precious arms. Same thing in the minor leagues. You're not going to push a guy too, too much. The other thing you'll see in the minor leagues is that's different from the big leagues, especially and college baseball as well, bullpen usage for pitchers. 
in college, in the majors, you're going to use your big guns when you've got a lead every night. It's rare to see a guy unavailable. It may happen after they pitch two, three nights in a row, or if they threw a bunch of pitches one day. In minor league baseball, usually, and every organization's a little bit different, but if you throw one day, you're probably not going to throw again the next day because there's eight, nine, ten, or even in the Travis case right now, 11 guys in that bullpen, and they all need work. There's not a guy or two that you're going to just set aside and say, well, we're only going to use him if we need to. He'll throw you know, every two weeks if we need it or back-to-back days. No, there's nobody like that. Everybody's got to get some work with some regularity. They're not going to let a guy go more than five, six days without throwing in a game. So sometimes you'll see a reliever come in from the bullpen uh, that hasn't pitched in a few days, and it's maybe not a normal spot where he'd pitch, but, hey, you got to get him an inning of work. And for that, like I mentioned in the last segment, the, the Trabs bullpen has been able to step up of late. Those guys that had struggled early in the year when they were being asked to do more, now in a short stall- installment, are able to go out and, and throw some strikes and get three outs with, without giving up a run, and then the bullpen has really pitched well. And then a similar thing on the hitting side. You know, in the big leagues, and in college, your best lineup's going to be out there pretty mm-hmm. much every day unless a guy needs a day off. In the minors, there's a handful of guys who are going to be in that boat, who will play most of the time, five out of the six days each week, maybe all six. Uh, you know, the, the, It's the names towards the top of the lineup for the Travs that are in that boat right now on the, the current group. But then the other guys on the team, you're not going to find anybody similar to the bullpen situation where a guy plays only once a week. For the most part, these guys are all there to play at least half the time. that If you get to double-A, and this is how it was first described to me, you get to double-A baseball in the minors, you've got at least one major league skill somewhere. All these guys have the potential to get to the big leagues, and the organization believes in them enough that they want them getting reps and getting better, and, and they care about all of them. So these guys are all going to play some, and that's where a doubleheader last night is great. A manager like Colin Calgill can get everybody in the lineup and at least get them a few at-bats last night. It's tougher when you're playing one game a day. Sometimes a guy's sitting playing once every other day. But uh, it, it's slightly different in the big leagues. But then, as I like to say, once they roll the ball out there at 7.05 or 6.35 each night, everybody's competing like crazy and trying to win a game. And, and it's different than the big leagues. It's different than college baseball. It's different than some of the other levels of the minors. But everybody's got parameters they're dealing with and trying to work around for how to win the game that night. And I think that's what makes it fascinating is once you get out, out there, it's, Here's the assets we have tonight. Here's what we've got. Here's who we're going against. How can we beat them and put up more runs on our side than their side tonight for those two and a half, three hours you're competing against them? And I think that's one of the great things about baseball at any level, whether you're trying to develop guys in the minors or trying to win a world championship up in the big leagues. It's the same once that game time starts at 7.05. Hey, let's talk about the different in pitching philosophy now in the major leagues and how this has affected the minor leagues as well. Used to be, and I can speak back in the 70s, when I was given the baseball when I was playing college ball, I was told I was expected to go as many innings as I had to go to win the ball game. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. basically the way it was. Now I understand because they want everybody to be able to throw in the high 90s. It's like five innings. If you're starting, if you get five innings in, you've done really well. And then you, you're going to have people come in and, and out left and right to keep that, uh, that velocity up, although they have some rules to try to contain that now. It, it, has that really messed around with the, the minor leagues as well? 
It has, and really the, the minor leagues were kind of a, an example of that already because as we talked about, limited pitch counts for guys, they weren't throwing as many innings as the big leagues even through the 1980s and 90s and early 2000s and 2010s. But I would say over the last five to eight years, the trend in the big leagues has really been to not just find guys who can get outs. It's find guys who what they call miss bats. Yeah. Guys that will get swings and misses from opposing hitters. Guys who will get strikeouts. Eliminate the randomness of your defense having to make a play. Now, you still want good defenders, but if your guy gets a strikeout, hey, you got an out right there. You don't have to worry about anything else. The simple nature of getting strikeouts with regularity uh, is going to run up a guy's pitch count, and it makes it harder to work seven, eight innings as a starting pitcher in the big leagues. So that trend of, of not going as long has hit the major leagues hard the last few years, and it's one, as you said, they're trying to do some things gradually to correct it a little bit because it's almost gone way too far to the other extreme. But, yeah, it, it seeped into the minor leagues as well because these guys, the minors now, are being trained to miss bats as well. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's still a similar thing, though, in the minors. Uh, honestly, now I think guys are pitching as long as they do in the big leagues for a starting pitcher. Five innings, six innings. We've had a couple of guys go seven or seven-plus this yeah. year. Uh, but then what you see especially is you don't find relievers that pitch two or three innings very often. Some organizations will work on that in the minors just to give guys a, a chance to work. But the way the Travs are structured right now, like 11 guys in the bullpen, a 16-man pitching staff, those relievers are coming in and uh, firing it for one inning, and then they get a, a day off, and they're coming back and doing it again. Uh, and it works to their advantage. They get rest, and they still get to work on things. But uh, it does make for a different ball game than we saw even – 10 or 15 years ago, let alone, as you said, uh, back in your day in the 70s where things were vastly different. Oh, so uh, it, it has permeated all of professional baseball, and it's only going to continue to expound because the strikeout ain't going anywhere. And it's, uh, it's an adjustment hitters have to make, obviously, but those pitches keep getting tougher and tougher to hit. All right, I'm down to 90 seconds. Let me ask this question. When, right. they, when you get a, a hard thrower come in, somebody who can throw at 95 to 97 miles an hour, consistently what are, are they looking for somebody just with that speed or somebody who's going to get movement with that speed yes both you want the velocity because it's harder to hit velocity you want a little movement with that pitch if you can get it most importantly though they want you to be able to locate that velocity be able to put it in a spot where it makes a hitter think it might be your other pitch and that's probably the most important thing is you need to be able to complement that fastball with some other pitch, whether it be a slider or a curveball or a changeup, uh, and have something where the hitter is unsure till that ball's too far to the plate where they can make an adjustment that this was the fastball or this was the slider. And that's where having a little extra velocity on it really makes a difference for All these right. guys and why velocity has become such a big trend. We're out of time. Appreciate the half hour you gave us today. We'll get back with you next Friday as well. Stephen Davis, the uh, voice of the Travs. They're playing uh, series tonight. They're playing uh, tomorrow night. They're playing Sunday. I'll be there Sunday. Look for me with the uh, bologna sandwich and probably a beer. All right? That's where I'll be. And I'll stop up and see you, Stephen, on Sunday. Have a great afternoon. Sounds good, Dave. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Stephen Davis. Great, great interview. The guy knows everything there is to know about baseball. All right. Let's take a break, get some news, and then Matt Smith. Remember, we've got a flash flood warning in our area, and that means that uh, the ground is saturated, and the water is going to hit that ground, and it's not going to be absorbed, and it's going to run off. So if you live near a creek or you live near a 
an area where the water runs off into you know other areas uh, you're going to have to keep an eye on that because it could swell up and get over the banks of that pretty quickly get over highways pretty quickly and again if you happen to be driving and you see running water over the the road don't drive into it you're taking a chance there it doesn't take a whole lot of water moving over a highway to move your car off that highway as well so uh, keep that in mind but they're saying uh before two o'clock this afternoon uh we're we're looking at another one to three inches of of rain and in some areas even more so uh, be aware and uh you know, be safe out there while you're driving around. All right, Matt Smith joins us today. We've missed him a couple of weeks, and it's good to have him back on the air. He was in New York City, I think, last week uh, when we were on on a Friday. And uh, Matt, you got to be happy. I mean, Top Gun, man, people turned out to see that in droves. And if last night is any indication, at seven o'clock showing of uh, Dominion, the newest Jurassic Park movie. Uh, up in Cabot, the uh, you know our uh, VIP cinema there was just packed. Man, I went to the premiere showing of Top Gun uh, in New York there at Times Square, and that coincided with Fleet Week uh, with the Navy there oh, in New yeah. York. And to um, <clears throat> to say that it was a tremendous experience uh, would be an understatement. Uh, such a awesome, awesome film to see, uh, especially to see it there on Times Square, and especially to see it with all those people from the Navy. Uh, just an incredible motion picture all the way around. Um, you know, and if you've never, if you've never, ever, ever believed anything that I have told you, you need to believe this. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is the second best sequel that Paramount Pictures has ever made. Godfather 2 is the best sequel yeah. Paramount Pictures has ever what made. What a great movie that was. <clears throat> but Top Gun Maverick, hands down, the second best sequel in the history of Paramount Motion Pictures. You need to see the film. Yeah, it's great. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. I gave it an A++++. What's not to love? It's yeah. Tremendous. Great action. Great story of friendship. Uh, got some romance in there. Just a... <coughs> Excuse me, winning motion picture all the way around. Yeah, it really was. It was great. All right, so people, there's still people wanting to see that movie. They're going to come to the movie this weekend. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be there with all the people who want to see Dominion, you know, Jurassic Park number three of this trilogy that's been going on and how this story arc is all going to work out. I went and saw it last night. I gave it a solid B. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. And it's definitely a family-friendly movie. Although I had, I took my five-year-old grandson. Towards the end, there's some really uh, incredible action scenes with with the, the dinosaurs fighting each other. Got him a little bit uh, nervous, and he ended up in Nana's lap for the last uh, 20 minutes in the movie. Hey, it's there. Of course, <laughs> we're playing Jurassic World Dominion in 2D and 3D. Uh, it is on multiple screens this weekend. People are turning out to see the film. Uh, it's there. It's been highly anticipated. And we're back to a summer of real blockbuster motion pictures again. There is no doubt. Yeah, th- this is a good movie. You're going to enjoy it. Do not pay attention to what the critics are saying. 
They just they're just tired of going and and watching Jurassic Park movies. Remember, the first one came out what nineteen ninety six. Uh, 93. Okay. Yeah, 1993. Been around for a while. Yeah, and you had those three from, from that decade, and then you've had the three from this decade. Uh, it's a wonderful film. It's what people want to watch. Um, you know, there's a difference between a critic uh, and a movie fan. Uh, critics in general like these little independent motion pictures that, uh, you know, are shot in one room and you know, kind of remind you of, uh, you know, Key Largo with Humphrey Bogart. Right. All the action takes place in one room. Nothing wrong with that. I'm glad people can create their art if that is uh, their art. And I'm glad it's out there, and I'm glad there's an opportunity for people to watch that, and I'm glad those movies are made. Cool. I like independent films. Uh, you know, hey, I'm playing one right now at Riverdale called uh, Crimes of the Future. Uh, got another one on at Riverdale right now called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Great movies, no doubt about it. But the spectacle of a huge blockbuster motion picture like Jurassic World Dominion that's made for theaters, that is made to be seen on the big screen, those are popcorn movies, those are mass crowd entertainment. They're just like cheeseburgers, blue jeans, and Coca-Cola. Everybody likes them, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if you're a critic, you may get tired of, you know, writing about Coca-Cola, cheeseburgers, and blue jeans, right? <laughs> but that's what people want. That's what that's what people are out to see, and that movie is tremendous for what it is. It's a big summer action blockbuster motion picture. Grab you some popcorn, take the family, check it out. You want to see Jurassic World Dominion and Top Gun on the biggest screen you can find. That, oh, absolutely! And I, that was kind of something that I had to explain to my my grandson. I said, you know. He says, oh, Dad, you know, Pop, I've watched all these movies, uh, all the other Jurassic Park movies. I said, yeah, you've watched them at home on the TV screen. We're going to the movies, and they're going to be bigger than life right in front of you. In fact, some of the dinosaurs, the T-Rex and stuff, it's going to show you how really big a T-Rex is on that on that screen. And, yes, yeah. Yes. He, my, yes. My son uh, just turned five. Um and you know he just he just turned five back in May, and um, we limited screen time. Uh, he gets to watch you know a little iPad when we're driving somewhere on an errand or something. Right. Um, but then you know he goes to the theater to watch movies, and believe me, he knows the difference. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know those little screens are pathetic. I mean, I'll watch an iPad when I'm on a flight, right? But uh, other than that, I'm using an iPad to read or do an email. I mean, it's almost sacrilegious to watch a major motion picture on a little bitty screen. Yeah, i got to ask you, Crimes of the Future, Cronenberg's new movie, how's it drawing? People are coming to see it, and, you know, that's one thing we're able to champion there at, at, at Riverdale 10. And at my other locations, there are eight-screen movie theaters, and we stick to the major first-run Hollywood big blockbuster releases. At Riverdale, we dedicate eight screens to that, and we dedicate two to independent films. And we have a customer base that wants to watch those independent films. Um, and, you know, those films are different, whether you're talking about Crimes of the Future or you're talking about the, the film we had on a couple of weeks ago, Pleasure, or you're talking about, really, to me, an independent superhero film, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Those films are different. The people looking for those films are looking for a different experience. People are watching Crimes of the Future, but they know what they're getting into before they go. 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Kirsten Stewart in Crimes of the Future looks totally different with that blonde hair, doesn't she? Yes, and, and you know, she should, and, and that role is working for her. And she has really branched out and moved away from the, the teeny bopper motion pictures. Yep. You know, we're glad to see that. Well, she's getting to be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yes. that, that's the way you know, it goes. Not getting to be, she is an adult. Just don't make that transition. Yeah. They, they never do, you know? You're right. Uh, Danny Bonaduce never made that transition, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying, right? So, yeah, mean, he I'm made the transition to radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the I'm way that's the way it worked for him as far as that's concerned. All right, Dave Ellswick show one oh one one FM the answer. We're talking about movies. Big one starting tonight. Uh, I went and saw it last night. Solid B, family friendly, uh dinosaur movie, Jurassic Park, Dominion. You'll enjoy it. You'll be kind of surprised at what the storyline is, but it's interesting what they what they've shown and uh I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really did. Uh, the only bad thing that I would say about it, it, it starts off a little slow. Yeah, I think they're trying to pull it all together with, you know, the people returning from the original movies from the 90s and then the new cast that have done these three films in the past decade. They're kind of trying to pull that all together and establishing that storyline in the beginning and, and giving the picture some depth. You know, yeah. Well, I, um, I got to tell you, towards the end of the movie, when all of them are together in that kind of one scene that they have all together, it's very cool. It's almost like watching that uh, the Ghostbusters movie from earlier in the year when they had the new cast and they had the guys from the original Ghostbusters appear in the movie as well. Or what about when all the Avengers were together? Yeah. I mean, that was also a good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's always good as well. I agree with you. I mean, people yeah. like that kind of stuff. Oh, There's no course. doubt about it. Of course. You know, as far as that. Okay, when we come back, a couple of movies I want to talk about. Thor is just around the corner. Love and Thunder, I want to talk about that with you. I want to talk a little bit about Lightyear, the new Buzz Lightyear movie, and one that I think may be a sleeper hit. We'll talk about it. Ethan Hawke in a new movie from Bloomberg called, uh, or Bloomhouse called uh, Black Phone. I want to talk to you about that here uh, when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Just checking out the color radar. Looks like uh, oh, within the next hour and a half, we'll move out of the really heavy rain that we've been seeing uh, going across the area and get more into that moderate shower type rain instead of you know the you know biblical proportion rain that we've been having. Our guest Matt Smith, he's the uh, the owner operator of all the VIP cinemas here in Central Arkansas. You got the VIP cinema down in Hot Springs, VIP cinemas right here at the Riverdale Ten in Little Rock. Uh, VIP Cinema in Cabot, VIP Cinema in Searcy, VIP Cinema in uh, Batesville, at the Oaks. And uh, all of these great movies that we're going to be talking about will be showing at all of those theaters. The big tentpole movies are uh, all going to be at all of his theaters. Let's talk about the next one. People are already starting to talk about a Marvel movie. It's going to be Thor. It's going to be back. And uh, Helmsworth will be back as Thor. In Love and Thunder. Yes, that comes out July the 8th. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. That's the third one from that series. Trailer looks good. People are talking about it. It's got quite a tremendous buzz. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder is Friday, July the 8th. 
And speaking of Disney films, of course, you've got Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, when is that coming out? Next Friday. Oh, okay. Yes, that's uh, Pixar and Disney, and of course, uh, based on the character from Toy Story. Uh, Buzz Lightyear's PG. <clears throat> it's Friday the 17th. We actually start the pre-screening at 2 o'clock in the afternoon next Thursday. That's the first time you can see it. And those tickets are already on sale at all of the cinema websites. Yep. There's a scene in that uh, trailer I saw it last night before Dominion. And there's a, uh, a female character in it. And he's getting ready to do knuckles with her. And he says, to infinity and... And then they cut to another scene. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got to say that, and I'm interested to see the whole thing and what's going on with the cat too, where he's freaking out about this cat. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But this is Chris Evans doing Buzz Lightyear. Yes. Do you know the story about about Tim Allen? Why they didn't use him for the voice? Uh, I do not. I wonder why that didn't happen. Because I do not know that. You know, he's still in good enough shape. And, and talked right. well enough. Voice is in good shape. He could have right. done it. I'm interested why they did it with Chris Allen. I cool. I don't know, or Chris Evans. Me neither. Interesting. Yeah, we'll find. I'll find out. You know me. I'll search that out. It'll be. It's somewhere on the internet. I'll find it. Absolutely. So you think that's going to do big box office? I mean, Pixar yes. typically has big box. The, yes, Buzz Lightyear is a hit on the 17th, and then of course. Um, Fourth of July, we got the new Minions movie, also a big kid hit movie. And then, uh, yes, as we talked about, Thor's coming out July 8th. I mean, those those are three big hit motion pictures, no doubt about it. And, you know, as you look uh, look through the summer, um, you know, you get to... Um, you get to Pause of Fury for kids on July 15th. That'll be, a, that'll be a hit movie. And, of course, also for kids, you have... Uh, D.C. League of Super Pets, July 29th. I'm looking forward to that, by the way. Yeah, so when you're talking about movies, um, you know, for adults, of course, Bullet Train with uh, Brad, uh, with, uh, Brad Pitt. is That looks best. awesome. It's going to be so good. And then, um, you know, this movie that I, that's, that's just going to be crazy, intriguing, Nope, uh, yeah. from Jordan Peele and the guys at Bloomhouse. Now, that's going July 22nd, and that's just, wow. You know, he does such incredible things. So, you know, you've got those hits coming. Buzz Lightyear on June 17th, Minions July 1st, Pauls of Fury July 15th, and DC League of Super Pets July 29th. PG, kids' movies take the whole family. They're going to be great. But for the grown-ups... Hey, now, for the grown-ups, we've got uh, Black Phone, June 24th. Yeah, Ethan let Hawk, me stop you. That. I'm stopping you right there, all right? That Ethan Hawke movie looks incredible, just a trailer. It does. It does. looks scary. You know, typically Universal has a little scary movie right around the 4th of July. It's been the Purge movies in the past. Right. This year, it's going to be Ethan Hawke in Black Phone. And then, as we mentioned, Thor July 8th, Thor Love and Thunder. But uh, look for Nope July 22nd and look for Bullet Train August 5th to be big hit movies with the adults out there. And uh, don't forget we've got Elvis June 24th. That, you know, I just heard about, I just saw the one sheet up there at uh, at Cabot for Elvis. That's uh, Buzz, what, Lerman? Is that his name? The director? That is a good date for that movie. Uh, it really, really, really looks strong. You've got Tom Hanks. Uh, of course, you've got Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Austin Butler in this film. 
Um, the guy you're talking about, Baz, is the director. They uh, they screened it at Graceland. Uh, people there just absolutely loved it. They say it is a true uh, portrayal of what happened, uh, especially get into some of the nitty-gritty truth with um, Colonel Parker. Of course, Austin Butler is Elvis Presley. Uh, the Olivia de Jong is Priscilla Presley. And then, of course, Tom Hanks is playing the colonel. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> yes, the response has been crazy. It's PG-13, it's adult motion picture. Good date for that film. Uh, it is a month um, after Top Gun Maverick, and there are no adult films around it. You know, June 17th, PG, Buzz Lightyear for the kids. And, of course, uh, also on June 24th, you've got the horror film. We talked about Black Phone. Then, uh, of course, uh, July 1st, Minions, PG for the kids. And July 8th, Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay, so Elvis is a, a grown-up film that has no other grown-up films around it. It's a good date for the film. People are going to come watch that. The film's going to have some legs. Yeah, i got to go back real quickly to talk about Black Phone. Yes. Uh, the director that did The uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I yes. thought was a, a very, very well-done horror movie uh, that this guy pulled off. And uh, I, I can't say enough about what I've seen thus far about Ethan Hawke. I mean, the last time we saw Ethan Hawke, you didn't even recognize him in The Batman. There you go. There you go. Now, I've got to get in a mention of The Sting. It is Tuesday ah, night at 7 o'clock. I forgot o'clock. about that. Yeah. Paul Newman, Robert Redford, Robert Shaw, The Sting. Tuesday, June the 14th. It's next Tuesday. It's rated PG. It's from 1973. It is the original uncut motion picture. It is only $5. It is Tuesday night, June yeah, 14th that, at Riverdale 10. That is a true, true classic movie that is movie making at its best the sting is it's a fantastic motion picture the story is great in it yes riverdale10.com get your tickets yeah absolutely and you how many more big stars do you need than robert shaw robert redford and paul newman oh my gosh ray Ray watson's in it even my favorite martian yes yes it's a great movie, and he plays a great part in the movie. By the way, you'll 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 love that as well. All right, things are going big at uh, the movie theaters. You, you're glad to get back to people being able to come to the movies. They're not afraid of them anymore, and they're pouring out in support. Yes, sir. We're glad to have it back. We're having a real summer at the cinema. There's no doubt about it. Hey, when's the new bucket go on sale? Uh, hey, I'm waiting on those to be shipped in. Uh, we're hoping maybe six to eight weeks from now, the 2023 free popcorn bucket. And if you got the 2020 bucket, we're still honoring those. You can get them refilled for $4.50 any day of the week, that big 200-ounce bucket. Yep. Bring it in on Wednesday, and with the purchase of a movie ticket, you eat free popcorn all day long. <laughs> you know, Don't forget, um, uh, that's every Wednesday at all five locations, Batesville, Searcy, Cabot, Hot Springs, Little Rock there at Riverdale. And then uh, on Mondays and Thursdays, we've got our special kids' cartoons. They're rated PG. Tickets are only $4. You can get a soda for a dollar or a bag of popcorn for a dollar. Doors open at 10 a.m. Movie starts at 11 a.m. All the movies are PG. It's every Monday and Thursday all summer long. Be sure to bring the kids. Sounds fantastic. Matt, I'll let you get on with your weekend. Thanks so much. Stay dry. Talk to you next Friday. Thank you. Riverdale10.com. All right. Matt Smith here on the Dave Ellswick Show and brought you up on what movies to see this weekend, but also what movies to see over the next few weeks as well. Uh, If you're in the cinema, 
You know, Cronenberg's new movie is playing at Riverdale 10. Just let you know, it's an adult movie. All right. And, uh, you know, when he gets in that whole body horror thing, he he pushes the envelope. I mean, I remember the first time I went and saw uh, Goldblum in The Fly and how that movie just blew me away the first time I saw it. That was incredible. When his nose fell off, that was like, holy cow. It sure wasn't the David Edison movie from the 50s, that's for sure. All right, have a great weekend. Uh, When we come back to see you at 6 a.m. on Monday, we'll have the power panel on, and then State Senator uh, Hammer will join me in the 9 o'clock hour. I'll see you then. Have a great weekend.